0: Welcome into another episode of the 5 foot nothing, 100 and nothing podcast. I'm your host, and I am 5 foot nothing, 100 and nothing. And maybe because I am 5 foot nothing, 100 nothing, that is why I had no idea what the hell I was doing picking games for basketball. Cuz basketball is a game of height, and that is something I do not have. But as I put on Twitter earlier, for the next two weeks, this is going to be a March Madness NCAA tournament-centric podcast. So, five foot nothing, 100 nothing, covering basketball. Uh, yes, there's some things going on with Notre Dame recruiting. Yes, we got spring football coming up. We have plenty of time to discuss it. Plenty of time. March Madness is here. It happens once a year. And we got robbed of it due to the pandemic last year. We got robbed of the anxiety, the stress, the anger, the frustration, the desire to rip the bracket off the wall and tear it into little tiny pieces. Because I still do the handwriting thing where I have a piece of paper because I'm not throwing my phone out. That's the only other place to find the bracket. But the beauty of this is you might get a little preview of me after Notre Dame game, especially after a Notre Dame loss, which I hope we don't have many of those to discuss as I progress into this podcast. So there are some things I, I I'm going to go over what I think is going to happen this upcoming weekend. You know, I want to reflect on this past weekend, some things, some takeaways, um, some things I called out that would happen. That did happen, but not the way I specifically said that would happen. But, you know, we're going to go over some of that. I got some family picks. My, my kids, my fiancé got into the action, and I got outpicked by an eight-year-old. We can go over that. But uh, where I want to start before we, we have fun with this is, you know, uh, something a little more serious, still regarding March Madness, but... The EJ, EJ Liddell and Kofi Coburn, which, side note, not to <clears throat> make light of what I'm about to talk about, but I did not know his last name was Coburn. I was not, unless I heard it on the television, I was calling this guy Kofi Cockburn. I can understand why he does not want to be that. So the C and the K are silent. He's Kofi Coburn. But... Uh, The reason I want to talk about these two guys specifically is there's people out there that they have some screws loose. I I don't know of a a more simple way to put it. They're not right in in their mind to think it's okay to go after a 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kid. Yeah, they're kids, especially for me. I'm going on 37 their kids go after a kid for something that happened in a sport Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about EJ Liddell plays for Ohio State and I I believe it was Instagram but he got several direct messages uh, with threats on his life Um. I mean, the illest of wishes. People are just hoping he dies tomorrow. Um, racist comments. I just hate, hateful, hateful, hateful things because of a basketball game. I love college sports. I love, I'm a sports junkie. I'm a sports nut. I'm doing a podcast geared around Notre Dame football. Yeah, I love this stuff. I wouldn't say I live and die by sports, but yes, I can get emotional. Absolutely. But you'll never find me blaming a kid to this extent. Yes, we'll be critical. uh, Criticism and and things like that. It's going to happen. But I will never disrespect that person as a person in the way that EJ Liddell was disrespected. Then the next day, two days later, uh, Kofi Coburn of Illinois, he's getting uh, racist comments directed at him because of a basketball game, it's just a game. And yeah, you're gonna hear me maybe even today talk about these games, and uh, they didn't go my direction, so I'm gonna be a little excited about it. Uh, and Notre Dame football season, you Bet your ass I'm going to be excited and critical and things. But I'm never going to be – well, I'm not racist to start. But I'm not going to make derogatory comments and wish uh, death and injury and all this onto somebody over a game. Because here's the deal, guys. Yeah. Yeah. The game happened if you're a Ohio State fan or Illinois fan. And we'll get to the Big Ten in general. But if you're a Ohio State, Illinois fan, you, okay, you lost the game. Guess what? You're going to wake up tomorrow and your life is going to be exactly the same as it was the day before. And the day before that. And the day before that. I don't think Illinois losing a basketball game – is going to change your life or Ohio State losing a basketball game. I mean, if if anybody's life's flipped upside down, it might be Brad Underwood. I don't know. Is, is his job on the line? Maybe that's a little more serious than y- you having to pick them in a pool and it didn't go your way. So now we're going to send hate speech to some 18, 19, 20-year-old kid. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's a game. It's not going to change your life. You know, it's just... Even if you win this pool, is it really going to change your life to where you need to be saying these things to kids? No. No. So, I want to get that out of the way. But now we'll get into... Uh, more lightheartedness about the whole uh, NCAA tournament. So, as I jump into this, I my thoughts are gonna go probably 17 different directions. So, watch me for the changes and try to keep up. Let's go. All right, first I gotta start. My philosophy was on the money. Like I'm, I'm just gonna say it right now. I presented a kind of outline when you're making your picks and how to go about it. I kind of had four main bullet points. One of which was, you got to pick a 12 over a 5. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now, what, 12 over 5? I don't know. Obviously. (laughs) Because I had a couple I had Winthrop. I had Georgetown. Georgetown was kind of a reach. I'm, I can't sit here and act like, "Oh, that was a genius pick." I really had a lot of confidence in Winthrop. I, that one, that one surprised me. I'll be honest. I really thought Winthrop was going to get it. They didn't. It happens. But there was a twelve over five, and it was Oregon State. Now, I I thought Tennessee was better. I I did, but. You know, Oregon State was that 12 over 5. So if you hit it, good job. If you picked some of these, that was the only 12 over 5 matchup that, that hit. So, But you got to pick one of them, right? You got to pick the right one. I also told you one of the play-in winners, one of the 11 seeds, not the 16s, would probably win and probably win two games because it happens. Now, I called for Wichita State. They didn't even beat Drake. But I stuck to my guns and... I rolled with Drake. Well, silly me. It was UCLA. There's your 11 seed. Checkmark that one. You got the 12 or the 5. You got the 11 seed. Win two games. UCLA comes through. Now, the third thing I said was those 7, 10, 8, 9 matchups can make or break your bracket. Well, for me, big ass checkmark because I missed six of the eight. I had never been this bad picking. The seven, ten, eight, nines. Holy smokes! <laughs> I was so bad. And the thing was, uh, most of them weren't even close. Like a lot of those seven, ten, eight, nine matchups, they they come re- come down to like the the last uh, couple minutes of the game. It's close. It could go either way. Not this year. Holy, I I went close, but I was not wrong in saying that the seven, ten, eight, nines can make or break your bracket. And as it sits, mine's pretty broken, busted all up. And the last thing I said was the upsets are going to happen in the first weekend. You got to find them. You got to pick them. You got to know which ones to look for. But after that, it kind of slows down, stops, you know, chalk, cream rises to the top, those types of things. So, yeah, uh, the Oral Roberts thing was cool. North Texas, uh, Oregon State, I just talked about, Ohio, uh, Abilene and Loyola, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about Loyola here coming up. But yeah, all those upsets were were cool. In fact, over the first weekend, we had the most upsets in the history of the tournament. And there's so many factors in that whole thing. Uh, a lot of it has to do with there's so much turnover in college basketball, and you only got five kids on the floor, and if you're replacing, you know, three of them or Just more than one, there's a gelling process. There's a time to get used to one another and play off of one another. Well, with all this COVID stuff and shutdowns and starts and stops and so on and so forth, these kids may not be as gelled as another typical non COVID season would be. So you're going to see some of these upsets. And a lot, some of that also has to do with the improper rankings, which I'll get into some of that. Uh, teams that should have been rank, ranked higher uh, or lower. But because of the small sample size and maybe the name cachet, they're going to get the benefit of the doubt in certain instances. So, you know, when I look at what's coming up, and, and I'm going to talk about what I am projecting for your Elite Eight, uh, and then ultimately Final Four, I think you're gonna see those uh big upsets slow down and it's gonna be pretty good basketball, you know, going forward. So I I gave you the, the outline, I gave you the philosophy. I just didn't apply it very well. I picked the wrong twelve over five, I picked the wrong eleven, I missed on my seven and ten, eight and nine matchups. I just, I, the upsets were there. I just missed them. And if you hit them, that's awesome. I know so many brackets are busted right now. So a lot of us still have a chance, especially if you have your Final Four left. Uh, And I do have my Final Four left. But I think it's too similar to a lot of other people's Final Fours. And I think I'm too far behind at this point. But, you know, we'll see. And I'll talk about uh, some picks and things like that uh, here in a minute. But... So, for next year, twelve over five, eleven seed playing winner, seven, ten, eight, nine matchups. Hit them, hit the upsets early. Don't try to run upsets out too far. There you go. But my takeaways from the weekend are, and I, I gotta, I gotta pick the low hanging fruit, guys. I gotta make the jokes. I got to. I should have been rooting for Oral all weekend. I mean, I guess I kind of was rooting for Oral, but not Oral Roberts. Where the heck did they come from? My goodness. That was that was crazy. And then all of a sudden you get CBS talking about how great uh, O'Banner and Amos, a- but they say Amos or something, but their point guard and their tall guy, all of a sudden they're like the greatest players ever and this and that. And, that is something. I, one of my takeaways is shame on me for not doing research because I learned a ton about so many teams that I wish I knew prior to going into the tournament. Like, for example, the Loyola-Illinois matchup, if you projected that. Illinois was one of the worst teams in the Big Ten, the second worst, actually, in turnovers. Um, and to compound that... Loyola was shooting, uh, averaging like 50.4% field goal percentage as a team on the season, which was fourth best in the country. Now, if you've got a team turning the ball over, a team that can make shots, to me that sounds like a recipe for disaster if you're Illinois and a recipe for success if you're Loyola. I would have put more thought into that. And if they, people were talking about Oral Roberts the way they were, I, I don't know if I would have done the 15 over the two. I'm the, I'm not gonna pretend like I would have called that. Uh, but you know, if Oral Roberts wasn't at fifteen, and you hear these things, maybe. But I, I don't. Sorry, I, I, I do have <laughs> two boys in my family that picked Oral Roberts. One of them to win two games. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. I, I'm. I was surprised. I should have been rooting for Oral, and I wasn't. Crazy me. But uh, the other two things that I noticed: um, Big Ten, what the hell? Big Ten had nine teams. Nine, nine teams. That's their whole conference, minus three teams, because the Big Ten is actually the Big Twelve, and <clears throat> it's a whole thing. They had nine teams. You know, much those, you know how many wins those nine teams got? Nine teams. They must be the best. Their conference got seven wins. Seven wins out of nine teams. And Michigan's the only one left. Michigan accounted for two of those seven wins. All they got left is Michigan. But on the flip side, hello, Pac-12. Hello, Pac-12. Now, I wasn't high, big on the back 12 Based on where I picked them to go or not go, as it were. I mean, yeah, I had Oregon winning a game. <laughs> I didn't have USC winning. I thought they would lose to Drake. Uh, I had Georgetown beating Colorado. I was not big on the Big 12. I had Tennessee beating Oregon State. Uh, UCLA, BYU beating UCLA. The only one I picked out of those five teams was Oregon to win a game. Well, those five teams, five teams, have nine wins. Nine. And if you want to count the VCU uh, forfeiture, which is so unfortunate, by the way, that's that's that just sucks for them. They didn't even get a chance. I mean, it's one thing if you lose on the court, but they didn't even get a chance. That's... That's not fair to those guys, but I. you have to save, better be safe than sorry. So I get it, what they had to do, but it sucks. They didn't even get a chance. But if you include that game, that's 10 wins for the Pac-12 with only five teams, and the Big Ten with nine, almost double the teams, only got seven wins. You got more more wins from half the teams. That's crazy. And... They're they're still going. They're still going. So we'll see what happens. Uh Michigan did look really sharp last night. So I I could see them continuing that run to make it to the Final 4. I can definitely see that. Um UCLA's got Alabama I'm just looking at uh, the, the Big 10 only got Michigan, but I'm looking at the other teams for, for that uh, have all these wins from the Pac-12. UCLA's got Bama. That's tough. Bama's been good all year. They really have. Um, but, uh, Colorado got knocked out by a good uh, Florida State team. Uh, Oregon State, that should be an interesting game. Um, and I'll talk about more about Loyola and that matchup. And then Oregon plays USC. So that'll knock one of them out for sure. You know, so and I'll go I'll the end I'm gonna end the deal with where I think all this is gonna end up going, in my opinion, which I don't know how much to weight you want to put on that because it's not go well for the first weekend. And before I get into my, the family's picks and things like that and just some fun uh, talk, the whole Friday and Saturday first round, that that doesn't work for me. It needs to be Thursday and Friday. You know, at first I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to worry about two days of work trying to figure that out. I just got to worry about Friday. Well, when you're me and a father of four and your daughter's birthday is March 24th, We celebrated a a lot – did stuff for her birthday all weekend. So I missed most of – pretty much all of Saturday except for the night games. During the day, we were doing stuff. So that kind of put a wrinkle in my March Madness watching. And I wasn't thrilled about that. I think by Thursday and Friday because games are just overlapping, overlapping, games at the same time. Because once you got to Sunday and Monday – The games are pretty staggered to where you can pretty much watch an entire game and then it runs into another game that has barely started. Where on what used to be Thursday and Friday, like a bunch of games are ending kind of all within a 30, 40 minute time frame. So, yeah, I didn't like the whole uh, round one being on a Saturday. That that didn't work for my schedule. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not single anymore. I don't have a wide open schedule so that wasn't that wasn't ideal but we did have fun at my house because we did I I had my kids pick teams and they don't know anything about basketball and clearly I don't either so what I do is I get out of bracket get the big sheet out and I just go call them over almost like a test you know and I go through I, who you got, you know, it's, what was the uh, top left? Gonzaga versus Norfolk State. And I, I encourage them to pick Gonzaga in that scenario. But then it's like, hey, who you got? Oklahoma, Missouri, who do you want to pick? Creighton, UC, Santa Barbara, who you want to pick? Virginia, Ohio. And they just give me all their picks. and But my my son and daughter, my daughter about to be 11, my 8-year-old, they wanted to know more information. Cool. They're smart kids. And they both kind of asked, what are all these numbers? I said, well, the one is like a ranking. It's a seed, but it's a ranking. One is the highest, and 16 is the lowest in each little quadrant, each little region. So ideally, how they set it up is the one is the best team, and 16 is the worst team, and it goes down. They said, well, what about the other numbers? I said, well, that's the record inside the parentheses. So, like for example, Gonzaga was twenty-six and zero. So they have twenty-six wins, no losses, and so on. Okay, so they use that information to make their bracket, and they're actually doing the best in our family. So apparently, little knowledge goes a long way. Because I need a freaking miracle. I do. I got my Final Four alive, but I got I got too many similar picks than everybody else. I'm not going to gain any ground. I'm too far behind. I mean, Gonzaga, Michigan, Baylor, Houston. That's fine if I didn't completely butcher the first two rounds. So, you know, we'll see. But my fiance is in a great spot if she only didn't have so much love for North Carolina. She got North Carolina in the in the Final Four. And when I asked her why, she said because their uniforms are really pretty. I'm a sucker for a nice, nice uniform set. Don't get me wrong. I love a good uniform. But <laughs> that is not a reason to pick a team. Especially when that said team is going up against Baylor, arguably the second best team in the country. Their only two losses came after their little COVID pause. So I mean, and they're looking as dominant as ever right now. So Okay, so I'll forgive her on the North Carolina pick. They do have wonderful uniforms. But she's in a great spot. She's got the Zags winning it all. Gonzaga's a popular pick. But she has the USC-Oregon matchup. She's got that. She's got Oregon winning. I like that pick. I like Oregon. She's got Alabama in the Final Four instead of Michigan. That was a pick I almost changed. I am Michigan. Michigan. But I know Michigan's missing a guy with a a fracture in his foot. I thought about going Bama. Um, She's got Arkansas uh, making it to the Elite Eight over Oral Roberts. You know, a lot of – there were a lot of different picks in that spot. Texas Tech was a popular pick. Um, I think some people did have Florida. Ohio State obviously was a huge popular pick there. So she's got Arkansas. But her her moneymaker – her moneymaker, she's got Loyola in the final four. And I don't know what she knew that I didn't, but I don't think anybody really has that, especially when it was at the Illinois bracket. But she went with Loyola Chicago, the Fighting Sister Jeans, the Ramblers. So that is going to be huge. She also, And just for, you know, she also had Abilene winning a game, I guess. She, just like Abilene, who's in Texas, said, fuck Texas. Go, Abilene. Go, ACU. So she had that. She actually had to win two games. That didn't quite work out because if you watch that game last night, I I can't believe Abilene beat Texas or won a game. And that was not pretty. I mean, Abilene's got like, they're starting point cards my size, like not even being funny. Guys, five seven 140. I'm 5'6, 150. He is me on the floor. But but she did pick Abilene to win a game, and you get points for that. Her only flaw, which I don't know who I should blame. I don't know if I want to blame my buddy Beef. I don't know if I want to blame myself for talking about my friendship and communication with Beef. But she took Clemson just a little too far. She took Clemson to the Elite Eight. And... I don't know why she did that. But she's got all her final four is still alive. G- or, sorry, correction, North Carolina's out. But Gonzaga, Loyola, Bama, uh, I like it with the USC, Oregon. She, I think she's in a great spot, and she can gain a hell of a lot more ground. She's already ahead of me in my pool. I put her in this year. I, dropped, I put the money in for her. So I'm rooting for her because I'm done. <laughs> But uh, my kids had a blast with this thing. They had a blast. My eight-year-old, he had Oral Roberts. He picked Rutgers. He was the only one of us to pick Rutgers, which is my apologies to Pop Pop John and Uncle Danny, who went to Rutgers. I'm from Jersey. They were Rutgers grads, and I didn't pick them. (laughs) I chose Clemson. Man, blood is thicker than water, they say, right? I should, should have thought family first, friendship second. It happens. But he went with Rutgers. He had North Texas. He had Loyola over Illinois. He had Oregon State. He had Ohio. He got all those. Unfortunately, all he's got left is Baylor for the Final Four because his championship was Texas versus Liberty, and he picked Texas. And when I asked him why, he said, because he lived in Texas. And I was like, that is a terrible reason to pick Texas. But he went with it. But he's having fun. He's winning right now. He's winning right now. And, hey, I'm saying don't expect a ton more upsets, but who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Maybe he hangs on and wins this thing in our family. And if you win in our little family pool, you get to pick dinner wherever you want to go. It's your choice. That's our little deal. Um, And I mentioned my daughter. She's in second. And she didn't have anything crazy. She had no crazy upsets. Uh, but she was she was consistent and she did pick the Abilene. She got the Abilene uh went pick. You know, good for her. And her national championship is Houston versus Gonzaga. And that's gonna be a big deal for her. Cause Houston is not a common pick for the Final Four right now, especially the championship. Um, you know that I haven't even seen that a lot. And she had Arkansas in the Elite Eight, not Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. Like uh, uh, when I said, Alabama in the in the Final Four, but she has Michigan there. You know, her her picks are looking pretty decent. And uh, then my five and six year old, well, one my five year old had. VCU, who didn't even get a chance to play a game, I feel so bad for those guys. I really do. Uh, they were going to make the, they were not going to make the championship, but still, they didn't even get a game. But he had uh, VCU versus Texas Tech, well, that that didn't happen, and he had VCU winning it all. But he did hit, he hit Oral Roberts twice. He was rooting for Oral all weekend and got it twice. And then he also had the North Texas win. Uh, it must be a, because we're in Texas thing. Then my other son, Michigan versus Clemson, in his championship with Clemson winning it. Again, I talk too much about beef, apparently. I know we're friends, buddy, but I need to simmer down on my Clemson talk. I, it must be, I don't talk about Clemson, though. I mean, I, mean, I reference our friendship and funny conversations we have, but I don't go, oh, by the way, he's a big Clemson fan, so go Clemson. I don't say that stuff. No, not in my house, but whatever. He rode Clemson all the way through one game. And he also hit the North Texas upset. I missed that one completely, but I, it shouldn't surprise me. They're part of the Big Ten, not North Texas. The team they beat, they beat Purdue. The Big Ten was a complete joke, embarrassing, embarrassing. How do you have that many teams and lose like that, Jim and he Lou? That was that was something else. So yeah, that you know we had fun. It was my family picks. My uh, My son and my daughter are alive to win this thing. I think my fiance is going to end up coming through and so we'll go somewhere nice. Not that my kids wouldn't have picked a nice place to eat. I'm not going to say that. But my oldest son well he likes wings. Wings aren't bad. He he is a big wing guy. But I feel like he was going to pick Chick-fil-A. And then my daughter loves Wendy's. And I'm a sucker for fast food. I'm not even going to pretend I'm not. But When you win something and we get to go anywhere, I want to go somewhere where they wait on me. And I need a knife and a fork to eat my meal. That's all I'm saying. And it's not disposable at the end of the meal. So we'll see. So I'm banking on Tina to make that happen. We'll go somewhere nice. But what do I think is going to happen this weekend? Well, what I think is going to happen this weekend... Is as nice as Nova was, and as nice as a surprise. Nova was because I didn't have him. Beller's just too good. Beller's gonna win, and you know, I I can't I can't see a way Nova wins. I just don't. Uh, they've had a pretty easy path. Uh, to get to where they got. So I, I think it's all Baylor. Um, and then they're going to end up matching up against Arkansas. Well, I, you know what? I want to say that, but Oral Roberts it looks sharp. And in fact, Arkansas and Oral Roberts played this year. Arkansas won 87-76. But what you may not know is Oral Roberts was winning at the half. Oral Roberts was up 10 at the half on Arkansas. So the the pro for both sides is that you've played this team before. We've played them once before. We know what to expect. We know how it goes. It's hard to beat a team twice. But it's Oral Roberts. They're not exactly, you know, an SEC, uh, a Pac-12, an ACC. I'd say Big Ten, but, well, so much for that, right? Not Big 12. It's just, I don't know. I, I think Arkansas it, it pulls it out. I think it's going to be a good game, actually, though. I really do. But, you know, if Oral Roberts wins, keep rooting for Oral. I know, I know one guy that's very torn right now. There's, there's one guy on this planet that is – he doesn't know which direction to go. That's Bill Clinton. Does he root for his home state or does he root for Oral? <laughs> and the, it's the Bill Clinton Bowl. Uh, he doesn't know what to do. So we'll see what happens there. Now we're, we'll look at Loyola versus uh, – sorry, not versus Houston. I'm. – I'm already telling you where they're going. Loyola versus Houston. Probably going to happen. Loyola – Versus Oregon State. Sorry, Beavers, it it ain't happening. Uh, Loyola, which I said I was going to get to rankings and misplacements, Loyola should have been like a five seed, maybe even a four. And I say that because, and I I don't live and die by some rankings like, but Ken Palm, very com- popular the, the Palm rankings. They had he had Loyola at number eight in all of college basketball. Now I guess because they're Loyola, like that's why they don't get the respect. But they should have been a higher seed. And had I known some of that information, I probably would have looked at that Illinois Loyola matchup differently. Do I still pick Illinois there? Probably so. It is the Big Ten. But again, we learned the Big Ten sucks apparently. But it, Loyola is better. Than that eight ranking that eight seed. That's that's not fair to them. So I I think they're gonna they're gonna make quick work of uh, Ohio uh, Oregon State. The wrong OSU. Oh Oregon State. Then I look at Houston Syracuse. Okay. Syracuse looks good. Yes, the fun. Uh, Buddy Beheim story, Coach Beheim, I get it, father-son, fun, 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 but he's not gonna keep doing that. He's not that good. I mean, it's fun, but he, they were putting up some shots from the damn logo, and they were dropping. I Syracuse's run is over. Um, it'd be cool, but it their their runs over. Like that's. It ain't happening. So you're going to get Loyola-Houston. And uh, it doesn't matter who ends up matching up against Baylor, Arkansas or or Roberts. Baylor is, I think, without question, the second best team in this tournament right now. Um, They're good enough to win the whole thing. I, I think Baylor's moving on. Now, Houston versus Loyola, that's a whole other thing. Um I picked Houston. I did. I really liked what I saw from Houston. Then I went and watched Loyola play a couple basketball games. Then I learned more information about Loyola's basketball team and statistically and so on and so forth. And I would love to see Loyola in the Final Four. I think that would be fantastic for uh basketball. I mean should it be great for Tina? She picked him to go in the final four and all her picks work out. We win some money. So <laughs> that'd be cool. But um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Houston's a, a more athletic. I just think Loyola plays really sound basketball. And I, I'm i leaning towards Loyola for that game. So then you look at the other side. Gonzaga, they're the best team. It's not even close. They had their worst shooting game. And they still won by 17, I think, or 18, 89, so 18 points. Win by 18. Had their worst shooting performance of the season, 49%. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're the best team. Creighton's out. See you later. Thanks for participating. Great run. Cool. Zags are in the final four. Uh, oh, sorry. The the elite eight. They got, they got another game before they get to the final four. The other game you're you're, uh, looking at is uh, USC-Oregon. Now, that's going to be a great game. Now, despite them both being in the Pac-12, they only played once this year. They were supposed to play twice, but it got postponed. And USC won 72-58. So you're like, oh, okay. Then USC's probably going to win. But as I mentioned earlier, it's hard to beat a team twice. And... Especially when you're talking about the equal caliber team, uh, Oregon, USC. It's they're not some mid major, you know, like Oral Roberts or something. It's two Pac twelve teams. And I am going with Oregon. And the reason I'm going with that, the, the impressive part of USC was the Mobley boys. They're they're big, they're tall, they can play. But Oregon just stopped a really big dominant big guy in Luca Garza in Iowa. And they really put it to him. So I do like Oregon. I'm going with my fiance's pick, and I'm going with my pop-up buddy's alma mater. He's an Oregon Duck. She picked the Ducks. Go Ducks. So I got Gonzaga versus Oregon. But that's when just Gonzaga's too much at this point. Um, It's going to take a special performance to beat them. I believe it. And I got Gonzaga in the final four. Then the other matchups, Michigan State, Florida State. Sorry, not Michigan. Spartans lost to UCLA. My apologies. Uh, It's because I don't want to say Michigan. It's like I don't want to say the Wolverines. But they're here. Michigan versus Florida State. And then UCLA versus Bama. Michigan, Florida State. Michigan looked really good last night. Really good. Even without – you know one of their starters. And Florida State just I I didn't think they were going to go that far. I mean, I only had them winning a game. So I'm I'm not that impressed with Florida State. So I got I got Michigan winning that game. Then UCLA versus Bama. That could be a good game, but UCLA really hasn't had it. They beat a barely 500 Michigan State team. Then a BYU team, who I was high on, but be real, they weren't that good. And then they had to beat Abilene, who looked like it was lucky they won a basketball game. And Alabama's just running through people. So I got Alabama versus Michigan. And I picked Michigan. And I was on the fence. But I stuck with my guns because I do not want to be kicking myself going, ah, I should have stuck with Michigan. I switched to Alabama, but I'm. I think I'm going to go with Alabama. Uh, they're they got all their guys, and they've been good all year. But you know, Michigan's got the Dickinson. Uh, it's going to be a good game, but I think. I think Alabama ends up pulling that one out, but. And then we'll, we'll revisit once we get to our final four. You know, of course, you know, I'm going to say all this and it's going to go south, right? <laughs> that's the way it's going for me. So I'm going to, after the weekend, I'm going to wake up on Monday and, you know, be more frustrated than I am today because my picks – fell apart, but Tina has a chance to do great things with her picks with, you know, Loyola and Alabama and the Zags, Oregon, but when it just doesn't go your way, you don't reach out to some kid. You don't do it. What you do is you leave it up to Fred Durst, because this is how I felt. After Friday and Saturday, and wanting to rip up my bracket, throw it in the garbage, straight it to pieces. I woke up on Sunday going, Do I really have to watch basketball? Because. it's just one of those days so instead of reaching out to some kid just play that through your brain I promise you'll be all right life will be okay we'll move on but it is just one of those days and you don't want to wake up (laughs) everything is fucked everybody sucks (laughs) but yeah that's how I felt And I don't want to feel that again. I really don't. So, again, this is mostly basketball today, next week. And then we'll wrap up what shook out. And hopefully I have good news to talk about with brackets for not me. Mine's fucked. But my fiance's bracket. And we get some good games to talk about. I don't mind going in depth a little bit more. There's less games to talk about, so we can talk about some of those games. But thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, at five foot nothing pod on Twitter, find me. Tell me what you think. Tell me how your bracket's doing. I'm interested. But I I enjoy doing this. Until next time, five foot nothing, hundred nothing. Out.